morning. It's lovely to welcome you into Studio Trina because the last couple of years you have been linking in with us uh, and that whole period, that last couple of years was very tough for you, wasn't it? Yeah, it was, yeah. Um, over the last two years, just before COVID hit, I got diagnosed um, with cancer, breast cancer for the second time. Um, but I had spread, so it was now stage four and curable. Um, so yeah, we've been trying to deal with that while in lockdowns and kind of go alone for a lot of the time. Um, but I suppose up until last week it was all good treatment was working and scans were stable but um, last week we got the news that it um, had actually spread to my liver so it was in my bones and it's after spreading to my organs now at this point So at this point in time you're back on the journey again? Yeah. How do you feel? Um, scared. Do you? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I suppose I was kind of secure that it was contained to my bones and like how many people can can die from having cancer in your bone as such. That was my mindset. Um, so the worst news that I could have got was that it was actually now in my organs. Um, so yeah, it's kind of changed the game. So we have to change up our medication and stuff like that now. So You have been a real trailblazer for this. I know you did one of the TED Talks. How did yeah. that go? That was in the uh, National Opera House, wasn't it? It was. It was only, God, it was about a month and a half ago, I'd say. Um, it was nerve-wracking. I wanted to run away. It was so scary. <laughs> um, I hated every second of it being on the stage. But like you come off then and you're, you know, you're, the adrenaline's pumping and you're buzzing after it. Right, uh, and were there many there in the day then? Because the message that you wanted to get out was a strong one, wasn't it? So a huge yeah. message, actually. Yeah, there was about 100 people there, I think. Um, and I think I knew probably a handful of them. So it was a brand new eyes and ears hearing my story, which is what I always say. If one new set of ears hears it, then, you know, I could help that person potentially. Do you mind going back through the journey with us? Because I know you, you came in here with the, the whole idea of trying to get the message out there. Early diagnosis is yes. key. The importance of Breast Cancer Awareness Month. So, I mean, Siobhan, very kindly, who you know very well, Siobhan Finnegan-Murphy, who works with me here in Southeast Radio, a researcher, she charted your journey for me. Yeah. Will you share it with us? Yeah, of course. Okay, we'll go back to February 2018. What happened then? Um, so, I was checking myself in the shower, um, something that I've done from a really, really young age. Um, I'm going to say, like, early teens. Um, and it's not something that I was ever told to do. Um, it was just, I am guessing I heard an adult conversation or seeing, like, a poster in a doctor's office or something, and I just always check myself. Um, didn't know what I was looking for but I suppose when I did find something then I knew what I was looking for um, so I ignored that um, I thought you know I'm too young for breast cancer especially I always was of the mindset that that was for like an older person because um, it was very rare that you'd hear of a younger person or my age even have it um, so I ignored it um, until the August of that year um, and I just couldn't ignore it anymore it was um, visually you could see that there was a difference in both my breasts um, and I went to my GP he wasn't concerned because of my age lack of family history um, my health, like I was really healthy um, but he referred me to the breast clinic anyway hmm. um, and I waited about 10 weeks I think it was so it was the 19th of October yeah. is when I went to the breast clinic so it's got us four years now next week I think So you had the biopsy, you had the diagnosis and then you started on what they call the chemo journey Yeah, like um, what is the chemo journey like for people who may be going, I don't want to scare monger people, because you're so honest and open and coming in here to share with me can you explain what chemo is like please how does it work and how did it affect you Chemo basically just tries to eradicate everything in your body, good and bad cells um, and in turn killing the cancer Um, so with that obviously came the hair loss it came pain, sickness tiredness, fatigue Um, for me it got to the stage 
where one after one cycle I was in so much pain I had vomited up all of my pain medication um, and I done that whole cycle with no pain medication and I wanted to go sleep and never wake up again because it was just so painful but at the same time I didn't want to go sleep because I was afraid I wasn't going to wake up does that make sense? It's yeah like does, an, yeah. an inner battle of wanting to curl up in a ball and just let it overcome you and just wanting to stand up and fight. Um, How did you fight it? I just said this is only 24 hours and tomorrow's a brand new day for me. You right. know, it's a means to an end. It's something that's going to get me out the other side and that's kind of what I, I kept in my head all the time. Right, you finished the chemo in March 2019. Yeah. Okay, and then you had what they call a lumpectomy in April 2019. Yeah. What's a, lump- a lumpectomy? So basically they just go in with a little... A little what's the word, opening I suppose yeah. um, and just try and take out the tumour itself So and trying to conserve the breast because they said well you're very young like we want to try and conserve the breast um, but when they took it away they didn't get clear margins so they have to have So a, it was unsuccessful? Yeah You then found yourself with a mastectomy Yeah. and that was in May of 2019 That's I mean the way you're sharing this journey it's uh, your how resolute you are is incredible. So just tell te- tell me about the mastectomy then, how that happened. But that was successful, wasn't it? It was successful. Yeah, yeah. They got um, they got all of it that way. Um, yeah. So I had to make the decision if I wanted another lumpectomy first or to go with the mastectomy. And in the end, I said the mastectomy. Um, it was tough, but it wasn't. I don't think it was the worst that I have gone through in this yeah. whole journey. Um, I suppose that's my mindset though as well because like, I kind of decided quite early that I was going to use that as a platform to raise awareness and kind of shock people almost into checking themselves. How did you shock them? What did you do? Um, I went on holidays to celebrate finishing up all treatment and I took off my top in the middle of Puerto Rico Beach and like done the iconic pose with the hand in the air and showed my scar and my radiation burns and everything to hopefully shock people into checking their own selves. And what feedback did you get on it? It was amazing. Everyone was just... I was scared of how it would be received, but there was only positive came from it. Really? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. because you know social media can be an unforgiving place. Have you you had any hassle on social media? I have. We're on social media now. Hopefully people are going (laughs) to treat you and me kindly. (laughs) Yeah, but but, I mean, have you had hassle on social media? Yeah, like I've had people accuse me of faking having cancer and having a mastectomy, which I, like, fair play if you can fake having one of your breasts removed because, like, I don't know, I'm not that good at makeup. Um, But funnily enough, that came from a man um, that said that to me um, but he yeah. couldn't cons- like grasp the concept of like mirror image so like taking a picture in a selfie or like the back camera like it flips the image like so he was like well your left side was a mastectomy yesterday but today it's your right side like explain that and I was like it's called mirror image when you take a picture one way and then the other way do you know it flips so yeah I've had that a couple of times like people accusing me of, of faking it but jeez I wish I was um on the notes I have here, it says mastectomy, no reconstruction. Is that by choice? Yep, absolutely. Yeah. Yep. Some people will go the opposite direction. Why? Tell me to mind my own business, but <laughs> why did you decide not to go that way? Um, well, the first thing is my body had already been through so much, like surgeries, chemo, radiation, all of that. Like, And I said, I don't really want to put my body through another unnecessary surgery when it's for me, it's not for anybody else. Like, yeah. um, And then the other thing was, like I said, I just wanted to use that as a platform and nearly like a prop to encourage people to check themselves and just make them see they're not too young. Right. i got to stay with this. i got to take a short commercial break. Will you stay with me? 
Okay. <laughs> we'll just pause Facebook for a second. Uh, stay with us, please. If you have any questions you'd like me to put to Trina while she's here, we're on the journey with her. And the reason we're, and she's very kindly sharing the journey with us, is to make people aware in Breast Cancer Awareness Month. Breast Cancer Awareness Month, we still have in studio with us Trina Cleary Lawler. We're still Facebooking this live. Um, I know your partner, yeah. Stuart, very well. He, fabulous footballer you told me not to say that don't say that he's listening (laughs) yeah but he is and and obviously you need to have a rock beside you yeah how important is it because like your partner goes on the journey with you as well don't they yeah well I have many little rocks with me like my my mum my dad as well and my sister mention them all yeah yeah yeah, they're all there in their own different little ways Um, but yeah I suppose he's there because he's living with me like so he's living through it every day like he sees what maybe my mum and dad wouldn't see Um, Mm. and that'll be the nights where I could be crying in the night because I'm in pain or because I can't sleep or just my anxiety like and are you still in pain trainer do you still get nice when you're in pain yeah I would um, weirdly it's usually around full moon I don't know if it's a coincidence but <laughs> it's usually right. around full moon I go a bit yeah um, but he yeah I suppose he's the one that kind of witnesses it now um, so yeah he is living through but I think he feels quite helpless like he doesn't know what to do as such like it's quite hard what, what can the partners do I mean what if, if there's some other male or female partner somebody whether it be male or can, uh, female going through this at the moment what should the partners do What's, what would you, would you expect from your partners and your family to help because they can't do anything physically to help yeah. you can they um it really depends on the person, I suppose. Um, tough love works at me as well. Like, you know, get up and get out and, you know, eat something. Do you know, that kind of way, like. Um, and then the hug when the hug is needed. Mm. Um, some people might need a more softly approach. Um, but I suppose let them take the lead for the best part. Yeah. Um, but, like, try and encourage to speak about things, like, because bottling it up just makes it ten times worse and eventually it'll just explode. You took us on the journey. Uh, can we just get to where we are now? Because you've told us once again, sadly, it's revisited you again. I'll get on to that. But you, 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 you were given the all clear. Then for uh, July of 2019, you started radiation for yeah. five weeks. Why was that, having been given the all clear in June of that month? Um, basically, they explained it to me that it just um, sterilises the area. So if there was any little tiny... Um, cells that were missed or that weren't picked up or whatever, um, the radiation would just blast those and just basically sterilise the area of anything else. Right, okay. So then, in October 2019, you went on a holiday. Yeah. What happened then? I went with my mum, my dad and my sister Karen just to celebrate as, you know, the immediate family or whatever. Um, And I decided that I wanted to shock people and, you know, just get people talking because it was Breast Cancer Awareness Month. Um, So I took my top off and, like, ran into the water, like, afraid people were going to see me. Um, And done, like, you know, hand up in the air pose and just showed everybody my scar. And I was actually really badly burnt from radiation at that point as well. So it just kind of shocked people into... To, oh my god if it can happen to her it can happen to me yeah alright but again you started getting neck pain and then you were diagnosed with stage 4 breast cancer yeah so you thought it was all over yeah and it came back again part of me always knew that something was missed um, part of me just knew something was wrong um, I always had a pain in my leg and then obviously a, a few months later my hip, my my neck started hurting me. Yeah. Um, so I mentioned it in an off-the-cuff comment to my oncologist and he straight away got me scanned and within two days I was diagnosed incurable. Right. A hip replacement was to follow? Yeah. I mean, what a journey you've been on. I, I mean, I'm just charting it exactly as, you, as you've told it and yet you're here in the studio with me, strong. How do you do it? Well, the alternative is to not do it. 
you know I can lock myself in my house or just watch life pass me by or I can kind of let this experience shake me up and actually go out and start living and hopefully leave a legacy behind me that people will still be checking themselves because of me There's some very interesting little snippets just to show show the personal side of you First of all, um, you organised a charity event in aid of Clare's Wish Foundation Love you tell me a little bit about that please Yeah, so Clare's Wish Foundation are the only Irish charity who grant wishes to terminally ill adults um, I had never heard about them up until a couple of years ago, when it, probably when I got sick again. Um, and I just thought it was a great little thing, like, and they're not really known. Um, do you know, it's nice to be able to grant someone a wish, and people have always been so kind to me that I wanted to somehow give back. So we organised a red carpet charity event out in the New Bay, um, yeah. and it was to show a documentary that was made over the last two years on myself as well, called The Life List. Um, so, yeah, it was just a great, real good feel-good night, and we raised over €5,000 for a wish, a wedding. Wish. Yeah, the wedding wish. Mm. Yeah, there's a good story about, about yeah. the wedding wish. Do you want to share more of that with us? Yeah, so I was up in the breast clinic one day and, you know, I was on my own and uh, this girl kind of shyly comes up to me with her mask on and she said, oh, can I get a selfie with you? I follow you on Instagram. And I was like, okay, I get real awkward that way. Um, and it turns out it was that girl similar to me. She had breast cancer and less than a year later, she got it back again and curable. So her wedding wish came true while our event was going on and I just felt like it was something that was meant to happen. But now the battle is on. You're going yeah. to fight this again. Yeah, right. absolutely. Any idea what what the, the? I mean, what have you been told, Trina? Um, I didn't want to know the details at the time because yeah. I was just shell shocked. So I don't know prognosis or anything like that. I'm still saying I'm here for years, mm. um, because I'm too stubborn. But um, I have to go for a liver biopsy now in two weeks, and then I'm starting ke- a new chemo drug, um, a tablet form, a couple of weeks after that again. Right. In October, mm-hmm. this month, you're going to make as much noise as possible. How are you going to do that? Uh, topless for 31 days, I'm calling it. It's just a little thing I came up with. So just random selfies or topless selfies around the place. Um, one a day for the 31 days. So if you see me, <laughs> maybe a virtualize. <laughs> I want to bring in Dr. Bill. He's listening okay. to us at the moment. Uh, what message do you have to anyone who has got on the journey like you at the moment? To the people surrounding the person who's on the journey, what message would you like to share with them, please? Um, To the individual, just dig deep and keep going. Like I said, um, just keep telling yourself, tomorrow's a new day if you're having a bad day. There's 24 hours in this day and you will get through it. Just keep focusing on that light because it will get brighter. Um, For anyone supporting, just be there. Um, Let them take the lead. Um, Bring them for walks, bring them for food. Just sit quietly, you know, just be there. We're going to stay stay on Facebook, but you slip on that headset there uh, and we're going to link in with Dr. Bill, who's had a surgery in Enniscorthy. Good morning to you, Bill. Morning, Alan. Um, That's a very powerful woman with a a very important story to tell and uh, really hats off to her, really. Uh, You know, very impressed with her courage and so on. You can talk to her yourself because she's still here in studio with me, Bill. Maybe, Trina, you'd like uh, to to talk to Dr. Bill and and the importance of the medical practitioners and the ones you've dealt with. Yeah, sure. Fire away. Say say whatever you like to say to him. Hi, how are you? Hi, Trina. I'm well, thank you. That's good. Um, I'm kind of on the spot now. I don't know what to say. All right, it's okay. What would you like to say, Bill? I don't want to put Trina on the spot in any way, but just uh, having listened to her story, what aspects of it did you find extremely important to get out there in Breast Cancer Awareness Month? 
Well, I think the entire journey is so impressive. You know, um, I think the important thing is uh, women should uh, examine their breasts and indeed men for that matter. I mean, there's a small proportion of men who do develop breast cancer as well. And I suppose when you're in the shower, it's probably the best time, really. Um, and, uh, you know, lots of online videos on how to examine your breasts. But if you do notice anything unusual, whether it's a lump, whether it's a change in the skin, uh, texture or any abnormal bleeding or discharge, then you should go and see your doctor. Uh, if you develop a symptomatic uh, symptom like that and you are referred to the breast clinic, uh, usually the uh, time for first appointment is two weeks or so. Uh, there was a little bit of slippage during COVID, but they're back on track now. But the service is excellent. It's called a triple assessment clinic. Uh, you'll see a consultant. Uh, you will have a mammogram on certainly in an ultrasound and possibly a biopsy if all of that is indicated but uh, you know the important thing is not to delay and uh, attend your doctor as soon as possible. Uh, people who have women who have breast lumps uh, are prioritised so uh, generally there is no wait for, for, for GPs uh, in relation to, to breast lumps or breast symptoms like that so uh, any worries really link in with your GP and uh, you, you'll be referred onward uh, if that's indicated Stay with me, Bill. I've got to take a commercial break. I want to come back to you about diabetes and other issues and other questions that have come in on medical cards. Trina, I want to thank you most sincerely for coming in. We all have family members who've been on this journey. So, uh, look, you've been very brave and uh, uh, thank you for, for sharing it. Uh, you have the airways of Southeast Radio. You have your own blog. You have your own way of getting your message out. So I'll leave the final word to you on this to you. What would you like to say? Um, just, I suppose, over this month, let this be your reminder to check yourself every month. Um, every month on my Instagram, on the first of the month, I'll do a feel it on the first post, which reminds people. Um, so, yeah, if you can follow me there at tree, T-R-I underscore Cleary, um, for updates and blog posts that I put out. Tell Stewie he is a great footballer. Oh, no. All right, good luck. <laughs> Thanks very much for joining.